Hey everybody, it's Mary with Sniff Dog Talks Dogs. I hope everyone's doing well today. It is a very cold day, cold night here in New England. I just actually got back from picking out a Christmas tree and it was a lot of fun as it is every year, but man was it cold out. Very, very cold. Uh, still didn't slow down the process of finding that perfect tree, so it'll make for a fun Christmas. But anyways, it got me thinking in the drive over to the place that I've been going to forever, uh, I did not see anybody walking their dogs, something that I always have my eyes open for. And I was actually glad that I didn't see too much of it. I didn't see any of it, actually, uh, because of the time that it was would have been a perfect time for everyone to be out for walks with their dogs. And it is very, it's probably about 20, 20 degrees out. So a little bit cold for the dogs. So it got me thinking what a perfect idea for a podcast uh, for today. So talking about dogs with the cold weather, I know on a previous one, we did talk about dogs being in the car when it's cold out, but this would be more about like general dogs in the cold weather, a lot depending on what breed of dog you have. You know, my breed, as we know, is Sweet and Terrier, and they have hair, not not coats. They don't have big double coats like Newfies and, and uh, Bernie's Mountain Dogs and dogs like that. But the Wheaties absolutely love the snow. They love the colder weather. They absolutely wilt in the in the hot weather, absolutely wilt in hot weather, but they come alive in the cold weather, and they love the snow, and they end up with the snowballs. And so you see them, some of them in, in the full uh what are they like when we were all kids and, and we wore all the, um, you know, the head to toe, the snowsuits. So they have them, you know, for dogs, a lot of weedies end up in those. They look pretty funny, but they do help. Uh, it does help a lot to save with the matting and whatnot with all the, the, uh, snowballs that they end up with. But then it leads to thinking like when you take your dog out walking and you're walking, you know, down the sidewalk and the towns have come around and they've iced and, and thrown down the ice melt and stuff you really have to be careful about that being on your dog's feet and on their bellies and their legs. And because chances are when they get home and they are laying down, you know, they're kind of relaxing after their walk, chances are they're going to start licking their feet and you don't want them ingesting any of the chemicals that were put down. You don't want them to get sick. So it's a good idea when you get your dog in to, you know, give, you know, wash their feet. You can kind of, they make things like a paw plunger, I think it's called, uh, you know, where you can fill it with water and you put your dog's feet in. Or um, I always just did a really good rub down. I just taught my guy, this is what we do when we come in, you know, from being outside in the cold weather. It was a pretty good rub down uh, to get all of that stuff off. I also, because of, you know, he was older, he had hair, not a, a big double coat, a thick coat. Um, so I had him in a jacket. I had him in a fleece jacket all the time. He looked adorable. He was fine with it. Uh, he looked really funny when I took them off. We'd just laugh about him being naked, but, um, he did fine with those. But, uh, the ones that I found were always ones that would cover as much of the belly as possible and really good part to, you know, good to keep the heart covered, but also to help kind of minimize that amount of, um, kind of road grit that would end up on their belly and on their legs and stuff. So, uh, you know, always a good idea, you know, general assessment of your dog's health. Are they, is it a very young puppy? You know, uh, is it, do you have an older dog or even if you, your dog is an older or a puppy, if they have Cushing's disease or they have heart disease or kidney disease, that, that can all be, um, those in those situations, dogs can have a hard time regulating, their body temperature. So you have to be careful with the, the temperatures, you know, the extreme temperatures, you know, you look for when you're walking, like, are they slowing down? Did they refuse to walk? Are they lifting their paws? Are they, 
whining, panting? Are they anxious? You know, all that kind of stuff. Like, are they kind of in distress about it? So you want to be careful. I, you know, and, and we have a tendency to think like certain breeds are, oh, my dog's young and hardy and hale. And, and you think like, oh, they can handle it. And I remember a, uh, a husky that I took care of. A woman had a lab and a husky and the husky, I can remember one time having to carry him home. I had, you know, silly me had made, you know, this assumption that, you know, it was fine and he was raring to go. And, and, um, luckily we weren't far, uh, from home, but I did end up carrying him home. He started lifting his paws and I just scooped him right up and carried him, um, all probably 50 pounds of him. So, um, you know, you do want to be careful, even the dogs that you think, you know, are, are perfectly suited to it. Um, you know, I'd like to say they maybe are kind of out of practice with it. So you want to be careful because their, their pads can, you know, kind of take a beating. Um, they can get cracked and bleed. And I sold a lot at my shop. I sold a lot of the, uh, musher secret, like the wax that, you know, you just kind of put on their paws. Um, coconut oil is also really good for that. Um, you know, you just kind of rub it in, kind of soften them up. And another thing is to keep the, um, well, most dogs have the hair that grows between their pads. So keep that, um, trimmed for traction, like on hardwood floors or linoleum. Um, also on the ice, you want to, um, keep that, keep that trimmed down as much as you can, you know, just to kind of ensure that they have, you know, the best chance of, of being as safe as they can outside. You know, a lot of dogs, if they have arthritis, it's, a, it's harder more painful in the colder weather. Uh, my guy had, when he was a puppy, had been hit by a car and he had a pin in his leg and he had, um, in his pelvis, it was a plate. And I, I think he felt it like people that have had knee replacements or hip replacements, they'll say that, that it hurts in the colder weather. And, and I think he did have that. So I think a lot of dogs that have had injuries, you know, that have arthritis built up or any you know, kind of the bionic parts, so to speak, I think, uh, that can be an issue for them in the very, very cold weather. Like we're having right now, it's like coldest Thanksgiving in history that we've had recently. I think a lot of dogs are kind of feeling that. So, um, you know, just a couple of things that you want to take into account. Some people do booties for their dogs, for their feet. I, a lot of people come into the shop looking for those, and I was very particular about what ones I carried because some were just, you didn't stand a chance. Uh, very tough for dogs to have boots on their feet. They, they learn so much with, through their feet when they're walking. And so it's a little tough for them to have them covered up. They lose some, some very important uh, messages that they would normally rely on. So they don't particularly like them. I know first time I put them on my guy. I've never seen a dog walk the way he was walking. He had them all off so fast. Uh, the one brand that did well were the, um, the paws boots, P A W Z. They're like little rubber balloons. And those were the ones that people had the best chance of, of staying on a little bit. They're very good for like after, you know, some kind of injury, if you need to keep it covered. Uh, those were the ones I, th I think they're the thinnest, so there's less interruption of what they're learning on their feet. So those were kind of the, the, the front runner of anyone having any luck whatsoever with keeping boots on their dog's feet. Um, you know, the other thing when you have them in the car is always, you know, you have a coat, have blankets, good thing to always have blankets in your car, you know, that kind of thing, not to be, you know, panic pants here, but, um, you know, they, they do get cold, you know, they can get hypothermia. Um, there's, you know, if you don't have a Newfoundland or a Bernese Mountain Dog or, 
you know, a Samoyed, a Great Pyrenees, you know, those kinds of dogs. Um, you know, if you have a lab, they don't have a lot going on to protect them from the cold weather, you know, and then, you know, you always want to keep your dog at a, at a healthy weight, but, you know, so they're not going to have all these fat reserves to keep them warmer. And it's not the best idea to plump them up for the winter. Um, that can make them little less steadier on their feet. They're heavier. They could slip more, you know, more easily on the ice, you know, plus carrying the extra weight. Like if you're talking about a dog that's 50 pounds, two pounds is huge in comparison. Um, you know, and the, the dangers of the extra weight on them is there. It's just crazy what it can do. So you don't want to go that route. You want them to be, you know, healthy weight and whatnot, but just, you know, take general precautions, um, you know, that, that you would take for yourself, you know, or a child or, you know, just not put them in a situation where they'd end up in trouble. So, uh, so that's it. So that was what I thought of after getting my Christmas tree, um, having a blast with, um, the man that was helping to pick it out. He was great, Keith, and, uh, it's a great tree. So, but it was cold out. It was very, very cold out. So it just got me thinking about the dogs in the cold and, uh, you know, times that I would go to get a tree and I would have Harry with me and, uh, he would ride home, you know, next to the tree in the back. So, um, yeah, it was a good time. So, but anyways, that is, uh, that's it for episode number nine at, uh, Sniff Dog Talks Dogs. So, uh, if you have any questions or any suggestions or anything, as always, the in, uh, email is info at sniffdog.com and the phone number is 508-653-7387. All right, everyone have a good night.